Hallelujah. Let's stretch out our hands towards these offerings. Father God, we lift these up before you. We thank you, Father, for increase. We thank you, Father, for the harvest. We call in the harvest. Divine favor. Call it in. Say divine favor. Divine acceleration. Lost funds restored. The works of my hands blessed. Doors of opportunity. Divine health. I take my harvest. Angels, go forth and cause it to come to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready this morning? Praise the Lord. I'm ready. Praise God. I feel like we could go home right now. I was so good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, today is a special service because we are focusing on ministering to the Lord. We started... Um, I started ministering a little bit about it on Sunday, last Sunday, and we declared a, a, a fast um, for those who wanted to join us, and then, um, and then today we're going to break that fast with communion. So are you ready today to minister to the Lord? I'm going to touch on a few things before we start. Um, let's open up our Bibles to um, Acts 13, verse 2. And this is where we left off last week. And we taught about how oftentimes when we come to the Lord, um, it's a time where we're, we're making a petition of Him, where we're asking something of the Lord. And prayers of petitions are good, but if that's the only reason you ever come to the Lord is to ask Him for something, then... Um, how many of you know it's probably not the greatest relationship? You know, if, if I only came to Pastor Marcus when I needed something from him, or our kids only came to us when they needed something, you know, they stayed in their room, they didn't eat dinner with us, uh, we provided shelter for them, we provided food for them, and then, um, you know, they never came into the living room and spoke to us, they never sat down with us at a meal, but when they came to us, they would just say, hey, I need you to get this for me. After a while, you'd think, hmm, what kind of relationship do we have here, right? And so Acts 13, 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Um, we talked about when you're coming to the Lord and ministering to the Lord, it's when you come and you, you worship him and you're coming to him and you're thanking him for all that he's done. It's a time of, um, of just worshiping God, not asking him for something. And, and I'm not saying asking him for things is wrong. It's not wrong. There's a time for that. But there's also a time we want to have a balanced spiritual life where there's a time where we are coming to him and just loving on him. I said, where there's a time where we come to him and we just love on him. Yes. Right? Do you remember when your kids were little? Yeah. And they would come. I remember when they were real little. And they'd come and they'd wrap their arms and their legs around you. And, they'd, and some of them, I've seen little babies, and they put their head right in your shoulder. You know, and they just love on you. And they're just, you know, or they wipe their nose on you. <laughs> yeah. I remember those times. What's that mark on my shirt? Okay. But what were they doing? They were loving on you and you were loving on them. Those are precious times. That's precious to the Lord. 
That's precious to the Lord. When we come to the Lord and we come to him just to love on him, just to tell him thank you, just to worship him and thank him for all that he's done in our lives. Amen. So it says here as they ministered to the Lord. So that's what that ministering is. They were worshiping God. They were thanking him for what he had done for them. And what happened was the Holy Ghost said something. The Holy Ghost spoke to them. The Holy, Holy Ghost gave them direction. A lot of times um, we're looking for direction. We're looking for God to move, but we're not coming to minister to the Lord. And I love what one minister said. He said, times of um, deliverance, deliverance from tests and trials is, is related to ministering to the Lord. You can see that with Paul and Silas. When Paul and Silas were in jail, chained up, they didn't start praying. The Bible says they praised. They praised God. They praised God and they sang to him. They were praising God. It doesn't say they were petitioning God. If I was in jail, I'm just honestly, my first thing would be, Lord, how did I get in here? And here I was doing your will, and now they arrested me? What's going on? You know, it, the Bible doesn't say that they prayed. It says they praised and sang praises to the Lord. What happened when they did that? There was an earthquake. The, the jail shook, and all the doors opened. What happened? God moved. God moved when they just started praising him. You know, it's an act of faith to praise God in the midst of uh, a storm, in the midst of, you know, you feel like you're locked up. You don't know what you're going to do. It's your midnight hour. You're facing um, hard things, tough things. You don't know how you're going to get through. You need deliverance. You know, usually as a believer, our first mode of operation is, I got to go to the Lord and ask him to help me. And those aren't bad things. But what about instead of when you're facing something tough, why don't you just start, I praise you, Father. I praise you. I just remember all the times you delivered me. I remember the times that you set me free. Oh, remember that time you healed me, Lord? Thank you, Father. Thank you. And you just start praising God and you start thanking him and rehearsing what he's done for you. And when Paul and Silas did that, deliverance came. Not only deliverance for them, but deliverance for all that were there for the jailer, his whole family. They all became born again, right? So ministering to the Lord is telling God how much we love him. We're praising him. We're thanking him for his goodness and his mercy. Think about all the, the times that, you know, you didn't deserve his mercy. That something else probably should have happened to you. But God's mercy, he's so merciful that he, he came up and he showed up in your life and he brought deliverance to you, right? So if we would, I believe this, if we would minister to the Lord more often, I believe we'd get more answers. I believe we'd get more answers and answers for our life matter. And um, something else happens when you minister to the Lord. Transformation takes place in your life. I said transformation takes place in your life. Um, when you're in his presence and you behold him, you know, do I see Jesus? Do I really see him when I'm praying? I don't see him with my physical eyes. But I do close my eyes because I don't want to be distracted by 
you know, things around me. It could be, I could be in my room all by myself. I don't want to be distracted by looking out the window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm like, start walking around praying. Oh, what's going on over there? Oh, looking out the, sh out the window. Oh, oh, look at my grass. Oh, you know what I mean? Little things can distract you. So when I come to the Lord, I close my eyes and I don't see him with my physical eyes, but I do in my imagination, I do imagine him sitting on a throne. I imagine him. He's, he's my king. He's my Lord. If I, for me, if I don't imagine him sitting on the throne as I'm worshiping him and loving on him, then my mind can start to wander. Say, wander. wander. So you don't want your mind to wander. So, you know, that works for me. I don't know. Maybe you do something different. But transformation takes place in his presence. Amen. And so you have to realize this is why the enemy does not want you to spend time with the Lord. Because when you come into his presence to behold him, you will become like him. And the last thing the enemy wants on this earth is some more people walking around like Jesus doing what Jesus did, having the same love that Jesus had, walking in the same power and the same authority that Jesus walked in. You see, this is what happens when you get in his presence and you come to behold him, you start to become just like him. So the enemy's going to do everything he can to keep you out of the presence of God. All of a sudden, your phone rings. You get a text. You start feeling hungry. You start thinking of the, the to-do list that you haven't even started on yet, right? All these things can come um, to distract you. So recognize distractions are from the enemy. Say they're from the enemy. Because he doesn't want another Jesus walking around on the earth, right? So when we have a real relationship with God, there is fruit in our lives. And I want to just, this is, I was sharing with Pastor Marcus the other night. Because you come to church, because we come to church, because we've asked Jesus into our hearts, because we um, read our Bible, confess his word, and pray, doesn't mean we have a real relationship with God. I'm just going to say this. doesn't mean we have a relationship with the Lord. There's a lot of people that do that. But that doesn't mean they have a real relationship with God. You know, that would be like Pastor Marcus and I. Well, we got married. We have a marriage certificate. Hey, we even live in the same house. And, you know, once in a while we talk. I really don't spend time with him. Right? Uh, and when I do talk to him, I'm letting him know, hey, you need to do this for me. You know, what kind of marriage would that be? We probably wouldn't be married too long. Right? That's not a, that's not a marriage where there's, there's um, I would be the taker. See, in church, we are not called to be takers. I come to the service, I come to the Lord to receive what he has for me. But I'm not just coming to receive, I'm coming to give. I said I'm coming to give. When I praise and worship God, I'm coming to give him my, my all. I'm giving my, I'm putting my all into my praise and worship. I'm raising my hands. The Bible says lift up holy hands. I lift up holy hands when I don't feel like lifting up holy hands. I open my mouth and praise him when I don't feel like it. I'm giving my all into my relationship with the Lord. I'm giving him something of me. I'm not just saying, well, I gave my heart to the Lord, you know, when I was five. And if, it, you know, that's all I need to do. It's a constant 
relationship that I am investing into. As a married couple, you are constantly, or you should be, constantly investing into your spouse. Not waiting, what can they do for me? I'm not waiting, what can God do for me? You know what, I'm just going to invest in my relationship with the Lord and spend time with Him and sit in His presence, amen? So we're going to look at three verses before we worship God this morning. Praise the Lord. Open up your Bibles to Psalms chapter, ni- chapter 90, Psalms 90, verse 8. Now what happens and why we grow, why we, how we become like Him, is because we get in His presence, and guess what He does? He starts to pinpoint things in our heart, things in our lives, that we might need to fix. I I can tell you God does it with me all the time. Psalms 90 verse 8. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Our iniquities, our secret heart and its sins, which we would so like to conceal even from ourselves, Father God, it says, you have set in the revealing light of your countenance. So there are things in our hearts This happens when we read the word. God starts to point things out to us. But also, verse 8, Psalms 90, verse 8, I read out the Amplified. It might look a little different for you. But he starts to reveal things in our hearts we may not even know. But when I spend time with the Lord, he'll say, you need to work on that, Melina. I'm like, oh, okay. What is he doing? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to him. I'm coming in his presence beholding his countenance and what happens his countenance reveals the secret things in my heart that need to come out that need to be pulled out if more people would spend time with the lord they would need less time seeking a counselor because they wouldn't need a counselor the bible says the holy ghost is your counselor and i'm all for counselors i i work in a school i love counselors all kinds of counselors but i'm saying if we would spend time with the lord and hear him and hear him and hear him, what he's saying to us, our lives would be transformed and we would become more like him because we would hear those things that he's pointing out and says, hey, that's not like me. That's not like me. Get rid of that. And we'd get rid of it. We wouldn't just hear it. We'd actually make a change. So when we get in his presence, we become like him. How do we become like him? He points things out to us. Hey, Let's change this, right? Now look at Psalms chapter 17, verse 15. My, our goal in life isn't to be saved and go to heaven. That's not our goal in life. I want to be saved and go to heaven and have a good life. Your goal, the, the, God created you to have a relationship with him, but then you're so excited about your relationship with God, you got to go tell somebody else, did I tell you, did I tell you what God did for me? Did I tell you how he healed my child? Did I tell you how we were on the verge of divorce and God saved our, our marriage? And things have gotten better over the years. Did I tell you how I almost had to declare bankruptcy? And God, he brought me out. He showed me what to do. He can help you too. That is what, why we're here. It's to, to have a relationship with the Lord, but it's not, it's not a selfish thing. It's to show others, to bring deliverance to other people. Praise the Lord. So Psalms chapter 17, verse 15 
says this in the Amplified, as for me, I will continue beholding your face. I will continue beholding your face. It's a constant lifestyle to be in his presence and to behold him. I said it's a continuing, it's not a one-time event. It's, a, it's not just when we come to church. It's when we're alone. It's when we're at home. It's a daily, I'm coming to behold your face. I can, I'm coming to continue to behold your face in righteousness. Righteousness just means rightness. Rightness, justice, right standing with you. It says, I shall be fully satisfied when I awake to find myself beholding you. Beholding you. It says, have sweet communion with you. So beholding him, becoming like him, isn't a one-time event. Well, you know, I spent time with the Lord, and man, nothing changed. <laughs> it's a constant, um, uh, it's a lifestyle of let me spend time with the Lord today. I don't care if it's five minutes. Make time to behold him, to worship him, to love on him. Invest in your relationship with Lord. That's one of the reasons we have the book of the month. You know, people will go invest in their, in their coffees or, or, you know, whatever they want to buy. But they won't invest in their relationship with the Lord. They won't spend the money to, to buy the book of the month. That as a church, we are all wanting to be on the same page so we can walk in unity together. So we're, not, so we're all feeding on the same things. See, what are we doing? We're, we're, we want to become more like him. So we're taking time to invest. We're also taking time to invest in where did God place me? Because if it matters to me where God placed me, I'm going to get in unity. Right? That's a little side note there. Okay, one last verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. So these are just verses about um, ministering to the Lord, beholding our Jesus, coming to become like him. If we want to become more like him, we have to take the time to behold him, to get into his presence, to look at him, to put our attention on him. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all... I'll wait a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. This is a great verse. I would underline this, circle it, highlight it. Second <laughs> Corinthians 3, 18. But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, look at this next part, are being transformed. We're being transformed. How, how do our lives become transformed? We're beholding him. We can't have transformation without taking the time to behold him. We're beholding him. And it says we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Amplified says this, Because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. So we can behold God. One way we behold God is by reading our Bible. This is Jesus. God's word is Jesus speaking to us, right? That's one way we behold him. That's one way our mind, we're transforming um, our lives because our minds are being renewed to him. But another way, we don't just read our Bible. We also take time to behold him, to spend time with him. 
to love on him, to tell him how much he means to us, right? It's not just a practice by individuals, but it's also a practice. This ministering to the Lord is a practice of, uh, uh, it's a kind of praying that we do as a group. Amen. The Bible says when we read that Act 13 too, it says they ministered to the Lord. There was a group and they were all ministering to the Lord. And when they all came to minister to the Lord, God moved in their midst. The Holy Ghost manifested himself. And he wants to manifest himself to us today. Amen. And so we're going to take the time right now just to worship and, and minister to the Lord. And this isn't a time where you, you close your eyes and go, oh, it's so peaceful and fall asleep. It's not a time you fall asleep. It's not a time to close, you close your eyes, but don't fall asleep. It's a time to behold him. And we don't let our thoughts wander, but we see him on the throne. You know what, I, can, I, can I move that around a little bit and have, can I have you come up and play for you for that? Yeah. And we just keep our attention on him and we're not going to ask him for anything. We're just going to worship him. We're going to thank him. We're going to rehearse what he has done for us. Amen. Can you sing it? Start us with the song, Sophia. Just a worship song. Let's just worship him. Love on him. We're not coming to get anything. We're just coming to love on Jesus. When we're done with this, we're going to break, uh, break our fast with communion. But let's just worship him. Father God, we worship you this morning. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. When you come to the Lord, it's a time of a back and forth communication. It's not you talking, talking, talking all the time. You will say things, but then there's a time to listen. And then there's a time to talk. Amen. So let's just worship. And we're going to start out by worshiping him, opening our mouths. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you've done. Oh, we're so grateful. You're so precious to us. The one true God, the one true God. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you. No one could ever take your place. No one could ever take your place in our hearts, Lord, in our lives. You're everything. You're everything to us. You're everything to us, Jesus. You're everything to us. We're so in love with you, Jesus. So in love with you. So grateful. <laughs> we worship you, Jesus. Go ahead, Sophia. We worship you, Jesus. We worship, oh, we you, worship Jesus. you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you. 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 Oh, we worship you.
We worship you. We behold your face, Father. We behold your face, Jesus. For there is no one, no one more beautiful. No one more beautiful. No one more beautiful. No one more lovely. No one more beautiful. No one more beautiful. So grateful for what you've done. So grateful for all you've been. So grateful for all you've done and all you've been. Oh, you can and minister to you yes, we, we come and sing a song to you yes, oh Jesus Jesus how we love the name Jesus. 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 Oh, we worship you. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. Oh, there's wholeness in that name. There is wholeness in that name. There's wholeness in the name. There is wholeness in the name. There is wholeness in the name. There is wholeness. There is wholeness in the name. There is everything we need in the name. There is wholeness in the name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Yes, we do. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for all that you've done. Oh, we thank you. You set our lives straight, Lord. Thank you for delivering us from every evil work. Thank you, Father, for delivering our children and keeping them safe. <laughs> thank you, Father. Oh, you've restored. You've restored. We thank you for restoring our marriages. We thank you, Father, for restoring us. We thank you, Jesus, for your mercies, for your mercies, for your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace.